you've really got to figure out if something is solving a problem that your company has first and foremost versus just trying to chase something that looks really cool. Hello, everyone. If this is your first time joining us. Welcome to the Mortgage Innovator Podcast where we deliver fresh and hopefully entertaining insights on all things mortgage and the innovation propelling our industry forward. My name is Dave Zitting with Avenue Technologies, makers of the IntraLend platform. And every Tuesday, you can find our rotating group of co-hosts, um, or what the producers have dubbed the Innovative Five, who all share their unique connection to the industry. This week, we have joining us Margaret with Caliber Home Loans. Hi, Dave. Hello, Margaret and Dan with Finance of America Mortgage. Hey Dave, happy to be here. Good, good to see you my man. And a special shout out to our sponsor, Qualia. Qualia is the category creating digital closing platform used by thousands of lenders across the country to seamlessly work with their title and escrow partners. By working better together, Qualia is powering lenders to deliver a differentiated closing experience for their clients. Through real-time communications, closing status updates, and workflow management, Qualia brings lenders together with home buyers and sellers, title and escrow agents, and real estate agents for a secure and seamless closing experience. Qualia is proud to have been awarded the Housing Wire Tech 100 Award for real estate as well as CB Insights FinTech 250 Award. Discover how you can work more efficiently with your title and escrow partners at qualia.com forward slash innovators. That's Q-U-A-L-I-A.com forward slash innovators. Okay. So we're going to be um, exploring uh, a, a really interesting topic today. And, and I think it opens up uh, some other opportunities for us. Uh, the concept here is um, what we are dubbing a MVP tech stack. And as an organization, uh, what, what tech, technology stack do I need? What technology systems do I need uh, be it, um, you know, point of sale technologies, marketing technologies, mobile technologies, uh, you know, these sort of, uh, you know, business driver, business development, uh, sort of, um, sort of tools and functions that are going to help me be a successful participant down the road. When I say down the road, I'm thinking one, two, three years down the road. And, and I think all of us in the industry can agree that one, two, three years down the road, things have got to look a lot different. Um, we, you know, there's got to be uh, some things changing uh, on the interest rate front. We would think, you know, with um, with all the money being poured into the economy, and everybody's got their opinion on whatever inflation's going to do. But at some point in time, we're going to have a little bit higher interest rate. I would bet on that. And we start looking at that and a whole bunch of things start becoming complex. We have less refinances or no refinances uh, unless they're um, cash outs and you know those sorts of things, renovation loans and whatnot. We potentially have less uh, home purchase transactions as well with, you know, I, we're not seeing a big uh, solve for, for uh, the inventory issues. And of course we got a lot of homeowners a lot of homeowners with low interest rates. Uh, so a little bit different, less motivation to move from one property to another, or maybe they'll keep a property uh, as a rental. 
Um, lots of different things could go on. So at the end of the day, I've got to look down the road as an organization, and I also have to look at new comp competition coming into the marketplace. There's some really incredible mortgage companies out there uh, that are making it so simple for the consumer through a DIY process to jump into their platforms on their time, turf and terms. We've talked about that quite a bit. Um, to go through this process, uh, be the entry point uh, for the market and supply them a uh, just a super comfortable, elegant, relevant um, experience. We see blockchain sort of technologies coming into the market as well. Lots of things out there. So I'm busy today. I've got a lot of lot going on. I've got this super full pipeline, too busy to really kind of look out ahead. Um, that's what today is about. Today is about having a discussion about one, two, three years down the road. I need to, I want to be a participant. I need to stay relevant. I've got to be competitive. What are some of the technologies that we need to be looking out today to make sure that we can keep up and stay ahead and compete in the future. So let's let's throw that out there and um, and uh, Margaret, uh, let, let's start with you. Any any thoughts out there as as you've been uh, seeing the market changing so fast with your clients as well and so many different things going on? Yeah, well, um, Dave, there's a few things that uh, really you triggered for me. First of all, I think when you said we have to look out ahead, we have to make time to make this a priority. We have to make time to figure out what is the MVP tech stack, what are we gonna need? So that's the first thing. We're not gonna have the time if we don't make it. So um, I think that's really, really important for us all to understand. Secondly, when I think about this topic, I think about it from two perspectives. I think about it from an enterprise perspective, and then I think about it, so if I own a company, how do I need to think about it? And then as a individual contributor, you know, a mortgage loan officer, how do I think about this topic? So um, I would say the things that are very important that have to be part of the MVP tech stack from an enterprise perspective is um, technology that absolutely creates efficiency and I view that through automation so for example um, you know what I see my customers the successful ones their technologies are automated they can take advantage of um, a really streamlined process you know in terms of how are they actually getting the loans to the investors for purchase and using um, you know automation technologies the other thing that I think is really, really important is, is it integrated? And I'll just use, I'll just use, um, you know, Investor Connect as an example, that it really allows, um, we, we always say in this business, you know, we want to push the buttons, get everything through. And that's an example of a technology that kind of allows that to happen. So from an enterprise level, I think, um, integration and automation has to be um, part of that MVP tech stack. I agree. And and I like what you're looking at there, both the back end and the front end. And, and the message there is, is if you can get the back end working quicker, more seamless, more productive, more efficient, saving dollars, 
then you're going to have more dollars to be able to put out front for marketing, client creation, those sorts of things. Dan? Yeah, so I agree with everything Margaret outlined. Um, I like to start with, you know, when I'm looking at tech stacks, I like to start with the CRM, um, you know, and make sure that one, you know who your customers are, not just the customers that you've been able to do business with, but um, as much data as you can accumulate for those prospects as well. Um, because, you know, just because you couldn't service them today doesn't mean there's not another opportunity in the future. So making sure that your CRM is super robust from a data standpoint and you can accumulate as much data as possible within that CRM so that you can really make sure that you can nurture those prospects um, even if you can't service them right now uh, for a potential future opportunity. Uh, make sure that you can communicate to your in-process customers in an automated way. Take that, you know, that shouldn't be something that sales really has to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Automation should be able to do that day-to-day, month-to-month, annual communications in an automated fashion, and then just really bubble up those opportunities for um, for the sales advisor to really reach out to those customers when that time may be right. Um, and then, you know, just retention and loyalty is just so important. I mean, you look at how market conditions are going to change in the next six to 12 months. Purchase market's going to uh, continue to accelerate, I think. Um, refis are going to start to dry up. Maybe there's some equity and cash out opportunities still lingering around. Um, but just looking at how much it costs to accumulate a new customer uh, versus just retain what's already in your portfolio. So making sure that your CRM is really robust enough to, uh, to surface those opportunities, not only um, you know potential refinance, but also you know bubbling up those purchase opportunities as well. Um, uh, the other thing that you know a lot of focus on is you know we have to understand customers' ex expectations has changed. Um, so making sure that your platform really has a mobile-first, modern experience that your customers really are desiring these days. Um, nobody wants to meet with you and fill out carbon paper anymore. Um, so, you know, making sure that your platform really is starting to move uh, towards, and I, I don't really like the word point of sale. I think it's kind of gotten out of hand in our industry. Nobody's really sure what the heck it means anymore. Um, but I, I, I would call it more of a customer experience. Uh, whether you're buying an off-the-shelf point-of-sale platform, uh, you need to have a mobile-first uh, consumer experience that can you know, put a customer through a single experience from end-to-end -end through that transaction. Uh, we need to stop as an industry pushing customers out to seven different widgets and email links and things that look like spam all over the place and really consolidate them in a single experience. Um, and, you know, also start to leverage a lot of the automation verification services that are out there. So you got services for, you know, assets, income and employment that can really create downstream efficiencies, but you've got to put them in your customer's hands way up front in the process for them to really take full advantage of those. Um, so CRM, customer experience, Obviously, you know, Mar everything Margaret hit on from a from a back end perspective uh, also has to be a focus. If you got, you know, we're all going to be, you know, continuing to go through margin compression. Your back office has to be super efficient, as automated as possible. Um, you know, one of the things I would recommend is a couple couple components that I would mention is, you know, make sure you're looking at your doc management system. Make sure you understand what you cannot do digital today. 
and make sure that you're trying to solve those areas of inefficiencies. Um, so one of the things that Finance America is doing is, is looking at tools that leverage AI and data extraction uh, to pull those kind of analog uh, mechanisms that still reside off of paper documents and put them into a digital format so that we can start to automate those things as well. Uh, things like automating income calculations so that underwriters get more presented with income worksheets versus having to complete them themselves. Uh, and really trying to drive your underwriters into a model where they're clearing exceptions through the loan process versus spending their time on manual calculations because we know our underwriters are very high paid people. So let's focus them on high skilled activities versus the, monot you know, the monotonous things of calculating incomes and things of that nature. Um, so those are some things, uh, you know, we're, Finance America is also looking uh, at continuing to expand our RPA practice, robotics process automation, uh, to also help uh, contribute to things that Margaret was talking about to really make that back office churn um, using digital workers to really lower that cost to produce a loan. Very cool. I think that's important. And Dan, I, I really love what you, what you how you express this sort of well, you said, look, I'm tired of the term point of sell. And yeah. and it, it seems so linear when we use the term point of sell. And, you know, point of sell uh, became such a, uh, you know, so popular and it kind of rushed into the market, I'm going to say, seven years ago. Um, and, and all of a sudden, overnight, we had all of these point of sell technologies and a lot of the, uh, a lot of all of the loan operating system technologies just kind of missed that opportunity. And then there was this, hey, you know, your consumer wants to have this experience. And, you know, we saw some incredibly successful ex uh, consumer experiences out there with other firms like Quicken with Rocket and, 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 the, and the industry just was a little bit on their heels and they had to go figure that out. So what happened this industry is kind of middleware industry was created point of sale right and and we see these outstanding firms out there like blend and roostify and all of these really powerful point of sale uh technologies and you can see just what you're saying that they really are driving forward and they really are making a customer experience technology instead of just a point of sale technology and 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 I don't know, I, I haven't heard that. Dan, you may have just coined a new phrase. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But when you do look at other businesses like um, better.com and uh, you see, you know, and hear chatter related what Amazon's doing and Zillow and some of these other companies have billions of dollars to really come in here and figure out, you know, what is it that the consumer wants? We definitely know that the consumer wants to be able to come in to something very complex, get all the answers they want, feel very, very safe, comfortable, data secure, and uh, and and do as much of it on their own as they can if they're in a category where they don't have a challenge with one of their four C's of finance, being credit, collateral, capacity, and, and, and character and whatnot. And so, so I really like that. I think that that's really important. Um, I think it's an incredibly important point. And we certainly are see, seeing the consumer demanding that. Businesses and other tech vendors are clued in on that. And so this sort of customer experience technology really flowing all the way through it. And then some of the other systems that come in to operate with 
how that data is being collected um, is kind of the big next step because let's face it i mean that you know you've got the origination in the hamburger you got the origination which is the top bun and then you got a lot of meaty juicy stuff in the middle and then the bottom <laughs> bun is the delivery to the secondary market and it's all that meaty juicy messy stuff that gets on our shirt um that you know i, I i've yet to see a technology effectively handle that a to z with everybody you know and that's kind of the big thing but we are seeing a lot of technology a lot of businesses come in saying hey we're a tech firm that does this and they're starting to figure that out so i really i really love that i think that that's important uh margaret any thoughts on that well one of the things that i loved that dan talked about was having a criteria for your mvp stack within the crm that's really about the future in other words, I think a lot of times we think about the customer that we're going to help today. And Dan really talked about, no, this is this is nurturing. This is preparing for the customer for, you know, in a year or two years or three years. And I think having that as a distinction, that that is part of basically an excellent tech stack that that has the capability and the wherewithal to be able to give the um necessary elements to nurture that customer of the future yeah i totally agree with that margaret that's a great point and that, that dan made um we call that a sales concierge here at avenue and instead of even having any discussion or training around a crm we've taken that completely out of the originators hands we call them finance men managers but we've taken that completely out of their hands and you know we utilize technology crm technologies that are built behind our platform and as these things are triggering we then have call centers that that um you know take that baton and run with it and act on the transaction but to your point dan uh and i and i completely agreed with you once that is truly ready to go and the originator is ready to do their origination aspect of that then boom we line them right back up and we're off to the races and so that so that sort of strategy of building the crm behind um the the flow of the transaction it's watching it um, it also becomes a part of your customer for life strategy and then you've got this kind of concierge function or this kind of loop back function whatever whatever enterprises are calling it that is certainly important because one of the things that I think is gonna be a real big part of our future. And we forget about this in our industry. When we have really fat margins, we tend to think that those are gonna stay around forever. And you, and you got a lot of room for mistakes when you have fat margins. And then all of a sudden, it they, those margins collapse overnight. And I think that the next round is gonna be really interesting in, in that math. And then we have to find out, or Margaret, to your point earlier, the back room's gotta be hyper, efficient but you've got to be able to have your sales staff do a lot more transactions for less dollars and so having that crm having that loop back that concierge whatever it is you call it and building that into your technology stack um, be it a you know mobile first sort of experience to a point of sale or customer experience technology feeding into the rest of the um manufacturing of the transaction i really do think companies have got to go look at that really hard right now because 
there's a lot of ability to have some wiggle room today. And I think that's going to become hyper important down the road really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, you know, where you can gain a lot of efficiencies if you're if you're giving your underwriters or your processors, you know, a package loan that is handled as much upfront in that process as possible. It just it just creates so much more downstream efficiencies there. I'm a CTO or a CEO of an organization. I'm I'm cruising along and I'm I get my head up, right? I get my head up and I'm I'm looking out a year, two years, three years. And aside from what we're going to start sharing, we're going to learn more about what businesses are doing and all the different tech vendors. Of course, we'll have tech vendors as cameos on our show and, and whatnot today. And 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 without question, everybody needs to show up to the Mortgage Innovators Conference. I think that's really important to get information. <laughs> but what is some advice you guys can share with our audience related to, you know, how do I know that um, I am that I am aware of what's out there, that I am aware of what my uh, competition's doing. We only have 20 or 30 minutes in this show. And and of course we can't, unfortunately we don't have time to get into a lot of those details. Uh, what's some advice you guys have um, that people can just start going out and doing their investigation to find out what is going on? What are, what are other consumers' experiences with my competition? And what do I need to look like when I'm, when I'm down the road, year two, three years? Um, I'll start, Dave. Um, I would say that first of all, I think it's really important to make an assessment, what is market standards? You know, we talked a little bit before, what does the borrower want? We have companies like Amazon, uh, companies like Apple, and they're really tertiary competitors. They are setting the standard for what the customer wants in an experience. And, um, you know, I mean, I not to make, you know, a shameless plug here for mortgageinnovators.com, but the bottom line is that's a very, very low cost way to be able to make an assessment what is available in the marketplace. And um, it is, you know, it's, it's a repository, basically. I look at it like a library. You go in, you, yeah. uh, you know, you're interested in a topic and you can get a lot of fabulous information. The other thing that um, I'll just mention, and this was in one of our earlier uh, podcasts, and that is, we, I think it was the topic, I believe, was uh, selecting a uh, vendor, you know, the vendor process. And yeah. one of the things that Sue Woodard said was, she said that ultimately your vendor should be a partner. And I think leveraging your vendors, what is market standards out there? What are you seeing? You know, not naming any names, but just what, what from your point of view is, is the ultimate in this particular area. So I think that there's a lot of great ways that you as a CTO, you as the CEO can go out and really make a good grounded assessment. What is market standards? And then making an assessment, what's my gap? If that's market standards, where am I today? And then what is my strategy to close the gap? I like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I think um, some of the things, so evaluating technologies is becoming increasingly hard in our industry, right? I mean, there's more and more shiny widgets every day coming to market, um, you know, and you try to get through, you know, and just, you don't want to be chasing the next shiny object, right? Nobody, nobody likes to do that. 
Um, we probably all have done that from time to time, but you really got to figure out if something is solving a problem that your company has first and foremost, versus just trying to chase something that looks really cool. Cause there's a lot of cool stuff out there nowadays. And yeah, you really got to get through that as, as quickly as possible to, to make sure you're solving the right problems for your company. Um, the only other things I would just add to what Margaret stated is, you know, some of the things that have benefited me through my career is just one getting out in the field. Um, it's amazing what, especially in a distributed retail channel, what those guys, and you, we all have them in our company, you know, the, the guys that just are super adaptive to new technologies and, and hear something from their peers in the industry and that they see advantages of. And, you know, you get, you get some interesting ideas and some real life street level feedback that way. Um, so, if you have an opportunity to get out into the field, um, visit with your top producers, see what's working, see what they're hearing from, you know, their competitors out there um, and leverage. You know, the only other thing I would add is leverage your industry peers. I mean, we are a tight knit group. Um, we all have a ton of connections on LinkedIn. I will not hesitate one bit if I'm trying to solve a problem and I know somebody else is doing a really good job about that, about reaching out and be like, please help me solve this. Um, so. You know, everybody is is usually willing to accomplish the same goal, which is just push our industry forward. And uh, you know, I, I'm one that I'm always willing to share. You know, what we're doing well and what we're not. So that's excellent. You both made some absolutely fantastic points there, uh, Dan. I I 100% agree with you too. Um, you know, the MBA also puts on great tech show. There's um, some great consulting firms in our industry that that um, gather top top you know businesses together and and they get them in a room and everybody signs an NDA and they really start sharing some stuff. I've been in a number of those and I found those to be very powerful. But to your point, Dan and 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 Margaret, I I've always been pleasantly surprised by how open our industry is. And you can you can phone a friend in this industry, um, or you're, you're at a tech, you know, e even if it's just the main MBA, um, or maybe it's the CMBA conference, or it could be mortgage innovators, whatever, um, we get to know each other and you're, you cross each other in the hall, you can grab them by the arm, hey, it's great to see you, what's going on? You know what, you guys are doing some cool stuff, I have a question for you. And I, I can't think of a time in my entire career where somebody said, I, I can't talk to you, you're my competitor. Um, usually it's like, all right, buy me a drink, let's, you know, let's go hash it out. And, and then, you know, of course they're not going to give me the kernel secret recipe, but to your point, Dan, they can say, oh, look, everything's heading in this main direction and you got to get on that bandwagon, um, you know, and, and, and this is kind of what's going on. And so I, I think that's really important. The other thing I think that is uh, great that I heard today, just as we wrap up here in summary, um, is getting a sense of the, the most advanced consumer experience in all of the different consumer categories, right? Um, and when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about the four C's of finance. You know, you got, you've got the first time home buyers and then you've got the third time home buyers that have super high credit scores and all the down payment in the world. And you got people you're just trying to talk into not paying cash anymore. <laughs> the cash numbers are... <laughs> really high none of us in in the industry like to see cash numbers that high 
um, and say, you know, look, this is a great vehicle for you, and this is a great way to do it. So as we look at all these different categories and we're supplying them a customer experience, um, not just a POS, not just an LOS, you know, not just a, a way that we're interpreting their data um, or, a, or a mobile experience, but really what is your overall experience? And these new tech firms and that are throwing billions of dollars at this um, particular challenge are thinking that way. And so I really like that, Dan and Margaret. I think that um, I think that that is an incredibly relevant thing, and that organizations need to step back. They need to start doing research, and really find out what is it going to take to do that in a very productive way, in a way that delights the client, and we can weave people into it as needed, um, while at the same time the back room, the front room the CRM, everything's working together in a very, very efficient way so that we can be ready for tomorrow. Awesome, that's great. Well guys, we are out of time today. It has been such a pleasure to collaborate with you guys as always. And again, I'd like to thank our audience for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the Mortgage Innovators YouTube channel or wherever you podcast. Until next time.